Hello, welcome back to the Light of the Torah. My name is Aviel Parente, and this week's Torah portion is Parshat Hazinu. This week, we start off with Moshe singing a poem to the Jewish people. Sounds nice. It's not. Moshe is telling the Jewish people that they are inevitably bound to fail, and that if they don't straighten up their ways, they're doomed. Moshe, knowing that he will not be with the Jewish people for much longer, is preemptively rebuking them for their future mishaps. But I'd like to shift our attention from this song, which I encourage everybody to read. It's truly a great insight into poetry, into biblical poetry, possibly an inspiration for our poets, such as King David and King Solomon. It's a beautifully written poem. I encourage everyone to read it. But I'd like to shift our attention from that to the end of the Parsha. After Moshe concludes his singing to the nation, we find him being commanded by God to ascend Harnavo, his final resting place. But wait a minute. Moshe hasn't led the Jewish people into the Promised Land yet. Oh yeah, he was stripped of that privilege a while ago. Hashem says in this week's Parsha, for you both referring to Moshe and Aaron, broke faith with me among the Jewish people at the waters of Meribat Kadesh in the wilderness of Tzim by failing to uphold my sanctity among the Jewish people. That's a very troubling statement. We're talking about Moshe Rabbeinu, the greatest prophet who ever lived, and Aaron HaKohen, the father of Jewish priesthood. Broke faith with God and didn't uphold God's sanctity? In order to better understand that statement, we need to go back to Parshat Chukat. The story goes, the Jews are thirsty. They don't have water. So naturally, they complain to Moshe. They're like, hey, Moshe, we don't have water. What are we supposed to do? Moshe says, I got you. So he goes to God. And he says, God, we need water. And God says, you want water? Go talk to that rock. So Moshe goes to the rock and talks to the rock. And then hits it twice. It's the, the grave sin that prevented Moshe and Aaron from entering the land, the promised land, their inheritance, was that they hit the rock twice. It's a very troubling thing. That, that, that's what we define as breaking the faith in God and not upholding the sanctity of God in front of the Jewish people. It's a, it's, it's, it's a troubling concept. And the way that it was taught to me is the way that it's taught to most. Because Moshe and Aaron were such great people, they were tzaddikim, they were righteous, they were held to such a high standard that even the smallest blemish, the smallest mishap that they could have done prevented them from going into the land of Israel. And I'd like to offer a different perspective on the incident completely. Rather than focusing on the punishment, on the, the situation as a whole, on Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron Cohen and who they were and why they didn't merit to go into that. I, I, that's, not, that's not the perspective I'd, I'd like to approach this with. I'd like to focus on the tragedy itself, the tragedy of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe is told by God, speak to the rock and it'll give you water. And Moshe goes and speaks to the rock. And then he hit it twice. That, that, why did he hit it twice? There was another time way, way, way back earlier that the Jews needed water 
And then God said, hit a rock. So Moshe hit the rock, and, and the rock gave them water. So Moshe thought, okay, because last time I hit the rock, so it's going to hit the rock. Now he hit it twice. Yes, Moshe, in a moment of wavering faith, hit the rock twice. Okay. It's to, it's to show that no one is untouchable. Moshe Rabbeinu, the, 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 the man that God, that, that's God's standard, golden standard. Moshe Rabbeinu, the greatest prophet to have ever lived, as it's quoted in, in the following parsha, parshat Vizot Bracha. Moshe and God's relationship was panim el panim, face to face. That even he made mistakes. And, and, and for that, I'd like to, to think about the context of the time that we are in right now. We just finished Aseret Yimei HaTshuva, the 10 days of repentance. Rosh Hashanah, Yom HaZikaron, the day of remembrance. Yom HaKippurim, Yom HaDin, the day of judgment, where we are accounted for the past year and all of our actions, the good, the bad, the, the nice, the pretty, the ugly, and, and we are written metaphorically in this book and then sealed in this book. And all of the coming things that we are hopefully going to look forward to this year are all determined on these days. And it's such a beautiful thing. I, I just noticed this this past year. Everybody, children, adults, older people, men, women, Everyone, from the most righteous of us to the most basic people who might not know very much, they're all standing here before God. Each and every one of us are standing side by side and recognizing that we're not perfect and that we do make mistakes. And there's a prayer that we say, Unatana Tokif, and it, it's such a beautiful prayer. We are referred to as sheep, passing under the staff of the shepherd. We're being accounted for. We're, we're, we're being judged. We're written, and on Yom Kippur we're sealed. We're, we're, we're signed in to wherever we were written. And it's it's... It's such a beautiful concept. I think that, I mean, it's obvious that this week's Parsha is intentionally placed in the time period that it is in, right after Yom Kippur, to show to us, yes, the poem that Moshe sings to the Jewish people is, you're doomed. Why? Because you're going to fail. You're just going to fail. It's human nature to fail. You're going to fail. Straighten up your ways. And then we, we were reminded that Moshe Rabbeinu also made a mistake. The greatest of us fell in, in a moment of wavering faith. No one is untouchable. We are all human. We are all flesh and blood. The most righteous of us, the most basic of us, the oldest, the youngest, men, women, everyone, everyone makes mistakes. And everybody has their challenges that they go through. And it's important for God to prove to us through Moshe that even the slightest mistake can have a lasting impact. But the next Pasuk, which I think is so meaningful 
God tells Moshe, you may view the land from a distance, but you shall not enter it. The slight consolation that God gives Moshe is that he's able to see the land. He's not able to go into it because of his actions. That was the punishment. But God says, I'll give you a little bit. There's a Mishnah that I just learned last week. Our sages teach us that we cannot straighten something that is bent. That means we, we, we can't fix the past. But we can use the broken past to have a straighter future. The consolation that we're given on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is introspection. Look at yourself. Look at all the mistakes and all the challenges that you had to undergo in the past year. And use that as motivation to get through the coming year. To look forward to all the future challenges that may lie ahead and, and, and go into them with strength and courage as we spoke about last week. Chazak ve'ematz. Yes, you're bound to make mistakes. I'm bound to make mistakes. Each and every one of us. Moshe Rabbeinu made a mistake. Aaron HaKohen made a mistake. Everyone makes mistakes. But we must learn from those mistakes. We fall. We do. It's our nature to fall. But to quote King Solomon, the righteous fall seven times and they get up eight. That is our duty as human beings. To make, to make mistakes. But it's important that we learn from them. That is the message of the tragedy of Moshe. With that, I wish you guys a Shabbat Shalom, a Shabbat Tovah. Till next week.